Good morning, gamers, and welcome to the Polygonal Sunrise, your weekly video game news briefing every Monday morning. Today is Monday, March 18th, 2019. I'm your host, Jack Martin. Let's see what happened last week. Halo the Master Chief Collection is coming to PC, each game to be sold separately within the package. This article was written by Eddie McCook of GameSpot on Wednesday, March 13th. Confirming rumors, Microsoft officially announced Halo the Master Chief Collection will be coming to PC later this year. Microsoft says that the PC edition was, quote, built specifically for the PC audience, end quote, but it remains to be seen what kind of PC-specific features are being implemented. Microsoft did confirm that Halo the Master Chief Collection for PC will contain campaign and multiplayer support, so it sounds very similar to the Xbox One version. However, whether or not there is cross-play support is unknown. Also unclear is if people who already bought the Xbox One edition will get the PC edition at no cost like Xbox Play Anywhere titles. In a statement, 343 said it was crucial to ensure that the Halo Master Chief Collection for PC is a first-class experience that doesn't suffer from the same kind of issues that the Xbox One edition did. Quote, the team is passionately committed to ensuring that all the features, bells, and whistles expected in a modern PC title are included with Master Chief Collection, end quote, 343 said. To that end, Microsoft is adopting a unique release schedule for Halo Master Chief Collection on PC. Each title within the game will be released one by one. According to 343, this will allow the studio to ensure that, quote, each one is right while giving players a chance to jump in right away, rather than having to wait for the entire suite of games to be completed, end quote. This process will begin with Halo Reach, with the ensuing releases following in chronological order. Halo Combat Evolves, Halo 2, Halo 3, Halo 3 ODST, campaign only, and Halo 4. Quote, Halo Reach, Halo Combat Evolved, Halo 2, Halo 3, Halo 3 ODST campaign, and Halo 4 will each be available for individual purchase within Master Chief Collection as they become available, end quote. Reads a line from Microsoft's news release. The wording there suggests that each title will be sold separately within the overall Master Chief Collection package. A Microsoft spokesperson confirmed as much to GameSpot. Quote, each title will be available to separately download and purchase. We'll have more to share in the future, end quote, a Microsoft representative told us. For Halo Reach specifically, players will get Campaign, Multiplayer, and Firefight, though it's not immediately clear if these are combined into one purchase or sold separately. Microsoft said it will share many more details about Halo Master Chief Collection in the time ahead, so keep checking back for more. Halo the Master Chief Collection for PC will be available through the Microsoft Store and Steam, though pricing for each title was not announced. Whatever the case, 343 said each game for Halo Master Chief Collection for PC will quote, evolve and grow over time with community input, end quote. The collection originally launched on Xbox One back in November of 2014, and the initial launch did not go so well with the game suffering from serious server issues. Those problems have been fixed, and the game is in much better shape today. And Microsoft continues to update the title on a regular basis, as it also works on the brand new Halo game, Halo Infinite. Halo the Master Chief Collection on Xbox One includes Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary and Halo 2 Anniversary, as well as Halo 3 and Halo 4. Halo 3 ODST was later added to the package as a measure of thanks to the community for sticking with the game amid its issues. Halo the Master Chief Collection coming to PC is a big deal. While Halo Combat Evolved and Halo 2 were released on PC, subsequent titles never were. Microsoft previously acknowledged that fans want to see more Halo games for PC, 
and this move, along with Halo Infinite being confirmed for PC, seems to be a strong signal that Halo once again has a home outside of Xbox. Okay, here are my thoughts on the Halo Master Chief Collection coming to PC. Like the article said, Halo on PC is such a big deal. Only the first two Halo games have been on the platform, so PC players now have the chance to play one of the best FPS series of all time. My only complaint with this is the very odd release schedule and purchasing options. It's a little odd that 343 is staggering the release of these rather than just releasing them all at once when they're ready. It does make sense to announce them ahead of time and release them once they're fully polished, but it'd be nice to have them all in one package like how the Master Chief Collection originally launched. Reach's addition into the Master Chief Collection on Xbox and PC is a very welcome inclusion. Many fans really love the multiplayer in this one, so that'll be a great time for them to jump back into one of their favorite Halo games. As I've been saying for months, Xbox is on a roll. They're continuing the good press, so it can only lead to good things for the Xbox brand for next gen. Okay, on to the next article. Four Sniper Elite games just got announced. This article was written by Joe Scrabbles of IGN on Thursday, March 14th. Rebellion just announced a fifth mainline Sniper Elite game, a Sniper Elite VR title, Sniper Elite 3 Ultimate Edition for Switch, and Sniper Elite V2 Remastered. Announced in the developer slash publisher's livestream by CEO Jason Kingsley, the games are in varying stages of development. V2 Remastered is due for release on PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Switch this year, and brings the original, and all of its DLC, to modern platforms with enhanced visuals, including 4K resolution and HDR support. It also adds new playable characters, a photo mode, and expanded multiplayer. Sniper Elite 3 Ultimate Edition will also arrive on Switch this year, adding local wireless multiplayer and motion controls to the core package. Sniper Elite VR has no scheduled release date, but we'll see a full reveal later this year. The fifth core game in the series, let's take a guess at Sniper Elite 5, won't be getting more details until 2020. Alright, here's my thoughts on four Sniper Elite games just getting announced. I've never played the series, but I'm very happy that it seems to be thriving. It carves out its own niche in the FPS genre. No other game is like it since it focuses on trick shots and somewhat realistic shooting mechanics. I'm definitely glad to see that the series is doing well, and I can't wait to watch more Let's Plays of people pulling off some insane shots. Alright, on to the next story. No Man's Sky Beyond announced, coming to PS4 summer 2019. This is written by Sean Murray, the founder of Hello Games, on the PlayStation blog on Friday, March 15th. So this is a news story, but it was written by the creator of No Man's Sky, so I'm going to read it word for word, and it reads sort of like a letter to the community. Hello everyone, we know that there's a lot of hunger out there for news and updates on No Man's Sky. We wanted to share some information from behind the scenes. Our next chapter will be called No Man's Sky Beyond, coming summer 2019. Each chapter for No Man's Sky has been more successful than the last. Thanks to our community, our large release last year, Next, was especially so. It went on to bring enjoyment to millions of new players, and it helped to change the legacy of this game we care so much about. Earlier this year, while working on our roadmap of three future updates, we decided we wanted to interweave their features, and had a vision for something much more impactful. We are excited to announce that Beyond will contain those three major updates rolled into one larger free release. The first component of Beyond we are announcing today is No Man's Sky Online. No Man's Sky Online includes a radical new social and multiplayer experience which empowers players everywhere in the universe to meet and play together. While this brings people together like never before, and has many recognizable online elements, 
we don't consider No Man's Sky to be an MMO. It won't require a subscription, won't contain microtransactions, and will be free for all existing players. These changes are an answer to how we have seen people playing since the release of Next, and is something we've dreamed of for a long time. We will talk more about each component when we know we can be precise, and look forward to sharing more in the coming weeks. Beyond will be our most ambitious chapter so far, and something we've been working ridiculously hard on. We'll continue to support No Man's Sky in this way for the foreseeable future. It's unexpected but so rewarding to see so many accolades and nominations for No Man's Sky as best ongoing or most evolved this year. To some, Next may have felt like a natural endpoint for our journey, but for us, it was another step on a larger voyage. Alright, here are my thoughts on the No Man's Sky Beyond update. This is a game that has an incredible redemption arc. When it first released, players were so ridiculously upset that their expectations weren't met, and they were somewhat rightfully upset. Halo Games was very hyperbolic when describing the game before its release, and many of the features that they announced for the game weren't there day one. So Hello Games' community-driven approach since launch has been very welcoming. Fans have returned to the game that they felt spurred by, and many more players have picked up the game since the updates have rolled out. Multiplayer in this game seems so natural. Meeting up with friends and strangers in the massive universe will be a welcome addition into an already massive game. I was initially one of the many fans who felt somewhat betrayed by the game. I made it to the center of the universe, found that there was really no reward, and never played the game again. But these free updates and the community-driven attitude that Hello Games has adopted is a really massive step in the right direction, and it's making me want to reinstall No Man's Sky. Alright, on to the next story. Battlefield 5's Battle Royale mode, Firestorm, release date announced. This article was written by Tom Marks of IGN on Thursday, March 14th. Battlefield 5's long-awaited Battle Royale mode, Firestorm, will be added as a free update on March 25th. Firestorm will be a 64-player Battle Royale with the option to play solo or in squads of four, and will take place on a new map called Halvoy. EA says it's, quote, Battlefield's biggest map ever, end quote, roughly 10 times the size of Battlefield 5's already huge Hamada map, and will have, quote, expansive terrain that ranges from snow-covered mountains to open waterfronts and everything in between, end quote. A new cinematic reveal trailer gives us a first glimpse at the map and some of the other features of Firestorm, which includes airstrikes, vehicles, and destructible environments. The official Firestorm site also says that there will be objectives to claim on Halvoy that can earn you even better loot, but doesn't explain exactly what those will look like. But it does say that there will be 17 different types of vehicles, from tanks to helicopters to tractors and different rarities of loot. EA also says, quote, Firestorm will grow after launch with new features and improvements, end quote. The only specific plan for what those updates will include is the addition of a duos mode in April. Alright, here's my thoughts on Battlefield 5's Firestorm. I think this is a really cool mode for the Battlefield series. It definitely fits with the massive nature of Battlefield battles, especially with the inclusion of vehicles that makes the series stand out. However, I'm worried that it won't be able to compete with other battle royales. The massive Fortnite and Apex Legends are free, while Firestorm requires players to purchase Battlefield 5 to play the mode. Fans of Battlefield will love the addition, but the mode is going to have a tough time converting players to the series with a mode locked behind an initial price tag. Still, I'm excited to see how Battlefield will spin the battle royale genre. Before we end the show, let's take a trip back in time and see what happened this week in gaming history. This is for the week of March 18th to the 24th. March 18th. On March 18, 1982, 
Federal District Judge George Layton in Chicago orders Magnavox Home Entertainment Center to take its KC Munchkin video game off the market because of similarity to Atari's Pac-Man. On March 18, 1998, Sony releases the black and white diamond pattern DualShock controller for the PlayStation in Japan. And on March 18, 2008, Ubisoft releases Rainbow Six Vegas 2 for the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 in the US. March 19. On March 19, 1993, Midway Amusement Games releases Mortal Kombat version 5.0 T-Unit to arcades in the US. On March 19, 2003, a research report by Brian Roudenbush, an assistant professor of psychology at Wheeling Jesuit University in Wheeling, West Virginia, suggests that playing high-action video games reduces sensitivity to pain by distracting the player. And on March 19, 2010, the British Academy of Film and Television Arts, BAFTA, 2010 Video Game Awards ceremony is held in England. Here are some of the highlights. The best video game is Batman Arkham Asylum. The best action game is Uncharted 2. The best handheld game is Little Big Planet. The best multiplayer is Left 4 Dead 2. The best strategy game is Empire Total War. And the Lifetime Achievement Fellowship Award goes to Shigeru Miyamoto. March 20th. On March 20th, 2006, the Game Developers Conference is held over five days. Again on March 20th, 2006, 2K Games releases The Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion for the Xbox 360 in the US. And on March 20th, 2012, Capcom releases Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City for the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 in the US. March 21st. On March 21st, 2001, in Japan, Nintendo releases the Game Boy Advance, prices 9,800 yen. On March 21st, 2006, Nintendo releases Tetris DS for the Nintendo DS in the US. And again on March 21st, 2006, Konami releases Metal Gear Acid 2 for the PlayStation Portable in the US. March 22nd. On March 22nd, 1993, the US Supreme Court refuses to hear appeal from Nintendo over the Lewis Galoob Toys Game Genie product. On March 22nd, 1996, Capcom releases Resident Evil for the PlayStation in the US. On March 22nd, 1997, Namco releases the Tekken 3 arcade game. On March 22, 2005, Sony releases God of War for the PlayStation 2 in the US. On March 22, 2011, EA releases Crisis 2 for PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 in the US. And again on March 22, 2011, LucasArts releases LEGO Star Wars 3 The Clone Wars for the PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, Nintendo Wii, and Nintendo DS in the US. March 23rd. On March 23, 2003, Nintendo releases the Game Boy Advance SP in North America. Price is $99.95 USD. On March 23, 2004, Ubisoft releases Splinter Cell Pandora Tomorrow for the Xbox in the US. On March 23, 2006, Sony ceases production of games for the original PlayStation. On March 23, 2007, Sony launches the PlayStation 3 in the UK, Europe, and Australia. And on March 23, 2010, Square Enix releases Just Cause 2 for the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 in the US. And finally, March 24th. On March 24th, 2003, Nintendo releases The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker for the GameCube in the US. On March 24th, 2004, Sony releases Final Fantasy XI for the PlayStation 2 in the US. On March 24th, 2005, Sony releases the PlayStation Portable in North America. And again on March 4th, 2005, Konami releases Metal Gear Acid for the PlayStation Portable in the US. That information came from a really cool site called thisdayinhistoryinfo.info slash compvid. There you can find all sorts of cool information about what happened each day in gaming history. And that's it for the Polygonal Sunrise. You can join us every Monday morning for your weekly video game news briefing. 
You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at FascinatedJack, and you can follow the show on Twitter at PolygonalPod. If you have any questions or would like to contribute to the show, email me at polygonalsunrise at gmail.com. You can subscribe to the show in its own feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Podbean. You can also find the show under the Amherst Wire feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on amherstwire.com. Be sure to leave a rating and a review. It really helps the show. Have a great week, everyone. The Polygonal Sunrise is a production of the Amherst Wire. Visit amherstwire.com or find them on social media at amherstwire. This episode was recorded, edited, and produced by me. The entertainment slash podcast editor for the Amherst Wire is Jonathan Kerma. You can follow him on Twitter at jkerma98. My supervisor for the show is BJ Roach. You can follow her on Twitter at BJ underscore Roach. And finally, the music for today's episode is provided by Damon Hatfield. You can support him at damonhatfield.bandcamp.com or find him on iTunes and Spotify. 